Thank y'all for tuning in. Welcome to part two of this week's episode of In The Moment. Who's next? Shout outs. You might feel a little hopeless and broken, but don't you quit. Because I swear to God, you probably even closer than you think. Yo, shout out to all of the employees that are working retail over the holiday season. We see y'all. Woo! You know how hard that is? No, I've never worked in retail, so I can't say that I do. I just, from what I've heard, I can imagine, but I don't, I've never been in those shoes. I did a year in the pen, Katie. Whoa. I'm talking about Best Buy. Well, that was electronics. That was still. Yeah, the problem is when they signed me up to be in the computer section, they didn't teach me anything about computers. Oh. And they just put me over there. And you was like, yeah, let me just. Needed a job. Okay. I didn't care if it was your Best Buy or your worst buy, if you, as long as you bought it. You know what I'm talking about? But you know what was the one thing that I absolutely hated as a retail worker? Nope. Tell me. And it happens during the holiday season a lot, and I saw this the other day when I was at the airport. People will come up to you when they literally see you helping someone and go, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And then you have to look at them and go, ma'am, I'm helping someone. (laughs) Can't you see what's going on here? They're standing right here. Like, if you see me. You can probably see them. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not helping a ghost. Why are you in my face? Like, this happens all the time. People are entitled. They don't think they should have to wait. People will come to you and ask you for help on how to find things, and it's a sign, big as hell, right next to their face that says computers. People will ask you, what does this computer do? And all you really do is read the little piece of paper. The description. You don't even yeah, know. I used to get that off. Uh, what does this do? All right, let's see. It's four gigabytes of memory. Intel 5, <laughs> iCore. It's an i9 <laughs> processor. I mean, like, it's a Dell. It folds. That's buttons. Oh, a two-in-one. Hey, this should come with a mouse. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? Right? Like, I don't... Hey, man, take it easy on the people who are trying to help you. Help the people who are trying to help you during the holiday season. Who's next? Shout out to my exes. Where they live? I don't know. Not Texas. <laughs> what do you know about that song? That's a good song. What do you know about all my exes live in Texas? Come on now. I only know that song because it was it was on a, uh, one of them GTA soundtracks. <laughs> I knew it before then. When I used to ride in the car, it used to come on. And I was like, yo, this shit hard. Bro, I was born in Oklahoma. That's <laughs> right, right above Texas. Every time some country come on. Now nah, you be knowing it. When we went to Nashville, <laughs> yo, you was lit. Katie was like, well, that's my shit. You're as smooth. <laughs> It's Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> yo, how you know this? Nah, you're right. I be forgetting where you're from. Nah, but my apologies to my exes, yo. I should I've moved on. No, <laughs> no, it's facts. No, don't be sorry. I have moved on. But my apology is deeper than that. Hmm. I shouldn't have been there. My fault. <laughs> you know what? While we're on that, yeah, I'm, I'm I apologize to my ex. See, let, can we be bigger people? I wasted. Come on, you now. wasted. Yep, talk to him. We wasted. Uh huh. A year and a half of each other's time. We knew our relationship was over within the first five months. We okay, knew it. five, six, pushing it. We both wasted each other's time. Like we shouldn't, girl. I shouldn't have did that to you. You know, I shouldn't have given you that amount of greatness mm. for that amount of time and expected for you to just move on and be okay. That was fucked up of me. I was wrong. I had no business being there. You never deserved for me to be there. Mm. My bad. Self-esteem was a little low at that time. Wasn't myself. 
was doing charity work. Mm. God's work. Mm. And I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to be there. But you know who knew? Who? God. God did. God did. <laughs> hey. Now nah, we bringing good people back, Katie. Sometimes you got to apologize to your exes, yo. My bad. Now, you man, know, be the bigger person, Katie. Tell your ex. I should have known. Yeah. That you weren't ready to receive the love I had to give. That's a lot of love. You wasn't ready to receive it. And I should have been aware of it instead of trying to force that tender care on you. Mm, tried to force you to grow up when you wasn't ready. That's not right. You know, you that, was, have to that was wrong of me. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn that you ain't deserve that. Hell no. You don't just go giving somebody that kind of greatness you when they ain't ready. You deserve to find you without me. That's a fact. And us. You and, know? Yeah, I do. And for that, we were wrong. Mm. I'm sorry. Say you sorry, Kay. I'm so sorry. Done. Who's next? Shout out to my dude, Money. Hey. My nah. God, man. Shout out to Money. That's my dude, man. And all of my, my friends who are being good fathers, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Shout out to y'all. Seriously. I love all of my male friends who are being great fathers out here. And one of my friends, this is not Money. This is... <laughs> This is one of my other friends. This one ain't mine. I'm just giving money a shout out because he's a, I'm just proud of this dude, man. He's such a good father. He's so involved. He's in a life. He calls me, asks for advice. I don't know why I don't have kids, but he feels like that's the reason I can give good advice, right? Mm -hmm. But one of my other dudes, because I was talking to money about this, I thought it was funny. And they always say I give the funniest advice. They're like, bro, I ain't gonna lie. Your advice be hilarious. But then when you actually sit down, like you kind of be right. (laughs) And I'm like, bro, I just be telling y'all the first thing that come to my head, right? So my dude comes to me, and he's like, yo, talking to my son the other day. And he's telling me, like, some real shit. And at first, I'm excited as his dad. Like, look at him. He's coming to me, right? And he said, I couldn't concentrate. I said, why? You brought up vagina? He said, no, what the fuck are you talking about, Mo? That's not what it is. I said, my bad. I spoke too soon. Continue, Ooh. right? He said... His breath smell like ass. That's what he said, Katie. He says breath smell like ass. He's like, bro, I know you don't know because you don't have kids, but they don't brush their fucking teeth. He's like, this little dude don't want to get in the shower. He don't want to brush his teeth. He don't want to do none of that. So what do I do? I say, oh, this is easy. He's like, what you mean? I done told him. I done tried to like, I ain't got to do none of that. Find a girl he has a crush on. Embarrass his ass in public. You see what I'm saying? That's what I said. Yo, I, he was like, what? I'm and like, he'll I'm never t- do it again. It's foolproof. Go find little young lady his age. That's cute to him. You know what I mean? And let him develop a crush. I was a boy once. That first crush? Oh, you hit, it hit different? Mm-hmm. Now you be brushing the shit out your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wait, now, wait, wait. You be cloning it up. Now, all of a sudden, you care about what you wear, how your hair look. You got waves. You watching YouTube videos on how to brush. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter as a parent what you say. Mm-mm. But when he get a crush. So he said to me, this was a long time ago he told me this. He laughed. He thought I was joking. He said, bro, my son came in the room the other day. 
This boy got the slick back haircut. <laughs> He put on shoes I ain't never seen him wear. His breath smelling great. He looking good. He got my cologne on. He said, I want to use half the bottle, but I wasn't even mad at him. He know. He said, where you going? Nah, I'm just going out with my friends. Mm-mm. So he said, oh, you think I'm stupid? You know what I mean? He said, oh, your friends? So, of course, it turned out they had a little crush. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. And he was like, yo, you really said that like a year ago. I told you. Like, that's the key. So to any parent, hey, that boy ain't going to get in the tub till he got a crush. Mm-hmm. He going to run the water in the sink yep. and make you think he washing up. But he not. Until one of them little girls at school tell him he smell like ass. And then he going to really get his ass in the tub. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> got to get his feelings hurt. You first. know what I mean? That's really how it go, right? Remember yes. when you had that first crush? Oh, it changes your whole life. You just want to everything. do everything differently. Oh, my God. I couldn't wait to go to school. My mama was like, what has gotten into you? It was time to go to sleep. Facts. <laughs> I couldn't wait to go to sleep. I couldn't wait to wake up. She didn't have to wake me up. She come in the room. Reese, no, I'm up. Mm-hmm. She's like, you, you up? Yes, doing push-ups. Mm-hmm. Baby oil you all over my body. <laughs> right? You go to school. You got your brand new fit on. You smiling. I did this on purpose. Yeah. yeah. You doing the George Jefferson walking the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it be different. Mm-hmm. Then you get all the way there and she not there that day. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> what the fuck? Yo, wait. What if I told you you could be sick today? Are you shitting me? I got my dad's shirt on. <laughs> He don't even know that you put it in the backpack to change into it after you got off the bus. You know what I went through? I brushed my teeth. You want to Oh, you got COVID today? You out your fucking mind, Keisha. Hey, nah. Katie, I show up. Ain't no love going on. I'll be right at Keisha's house. (laughs) Hey, hey, tell Keisha to come outside. I ain't got this fucking Tommy. Tommy, he'll figure on for nothing. Nah, that's all your kid need is a crush. If your kid is walking around with stink ass and stink mouth, mm-hmm. all they need is a crush. That's true. Changes everything. Who's next? All right, let's get down to business. And if I'm high, I'm just trying to bring a man's DJ and Amber. All right, so it's gotten a little, little crazy. In a cute way. No, I'm kidding. You, you think so? <laughs> Are you mad at it? No. All right, so let's reset it. Good Morning America 3, mm-hmm. which I still don't know what the hell that is. So everything is like in a program of hours. So like there's the main Good Morning America with Robin Roberts and stuff like that. And um, uh, what's his name with the tooth? I know you're talking about, but I don't know his name. That dated uh, Eddie Murphy's ex-wife, uh, the football player. with the Michael Strahan. All right, so <laughs> Good Morning America 1, right? The mm-hmm. main Good Morning America the first couple hours features Robin Roberts and Michael Strahan. And there's a there's like two or three other co-hosts as a part of it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the main show. But then after that, they have like kind of like a recap, kind of like a bonus Good Morning America. And it's Good Morning America 3, right? And it's right. right before your favorite soap operas come on. Okay, got it. And it features TJ and Amy. Almost like an after show, in mm-hmm. a sense. Got it. Like, we up next. Yeah. So I think we said this last week, but it's kind of like the artists who get to perform at the award show, but they're outside. Yes. When everybody's walking in. Yes. All right. So they are both actual anchors. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I probably know this information, but for those who may not, 
make a long story short, Amy cheated on her husband to end up with the husband that she's with now, who she also allegedly cheated on with TJ. Mm. And TJ's wife is a lawyer Mm -hmm. who hired a private investigator Mm. who was flicking away and caught them touchy-feely, smiley, happy, all kind of shit in public and having a relationship they should not have had. Mm. They have lied and said that both of their relationships were over, respectively, before the affair started. The internet is undefeated and started pulling clips of them having way too much chemistry before... That happened. That happened. One of those clips being the Boston Marathon, where Amy trained him to run in the marathon... And I know men, and I don't know too many men that's running in a marathon with somebody that they're not trying to run in a marathon with, if you know, you know what I'm talking about. You know how long about. a marathon is. Come on now. Come on now. Your man ain't running around a block for nothing. Mm-mm. This ain't no 5K. This is one mile. A marathon? Yeah. Mm-mm. You know what time it is, right? Mm-hmm. There she is saying, oh, well, I was trying to teach TJ. And he's like, yeah, I was running right behind you, baby. I was pacing. And she said, oh, you was pacing behind me? He was like, yeah. And then she was like, as long as we both finish. And then they said, ha, 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 ha. And they posted that, along with a lot of other things that happened as far as chemistry. Now, what I took from this, Katie, once I got the full story, number one, I told you, I don't know what episode it was, but I told you a long time ago, Katie. Personal trainer and your significant other? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good luck. That shit, mm-hmm. peanut butter and jelly. I'm telling you, it's always the trainer. Think about it. Okay. It's always the trainer. Tom Brady and Giselle get a divorce. She on vacation with the kids and the trainer. Okay, but that's nah, to don't the do that. kids. That's not that wasn't her. I know who it is. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's always, it's always, oh, that's just until there's a six-pack pounding off of your wife's back. I'm telling you, you can't trust the trainer. Ever. All right. You can't trust the trainer with your significant other. They going to the gym. They getting motivated. They telling them, ooh, you got it. Just one more. You looking at them chiseled, ripped, ooh. sweating. Urgh. Come on now. All of a sudden, she wanted to go to the gym a little bit. Now she can't wait for it to be Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Yeah, you right. nigga, you smiling because you know what I'm all saying right, all right, it's, it's all right. a problem all with right. the trainer. It is. You could Google it and do it yourself, but you need a trainer. It's always a problem with it. How many times have you gone on Twitter and seen that so and so had a little little something something going on, and then you found out it was the trainer? The trainers be fine. Exactly my point. That's literally what they do for a living. Mm. Their job is to be fine and then to help you do the same and look good. And you think you at home air frying steak? And they not going to want to get a little extra rep. All right. You might have a point with this one. That's all I'm saying. Okay. The, the other thing I'm saying is you can't flirt on national TV, yo. No, 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 no. TJ no. and Amy was out their minds. Y'all really thought y'all was going to flirt on national TV and then come home? Mm-hmm. Who you think you playing with like that? You can't flirt on national TV and then come home and think you're not about to run another marathon. Yeah. You right? Can't. You can't. Like you bugging. And then the last thing I thought. When you cheating and you got to be home, your partner knows you. I don't think cheaters know this. Like, if you marry like that, and especially Amy's husband, because he got her, allegedly, 
taking her from someone else. And I've always been the kind of person where I'm like, yo, if I take you from somebody else, I don't know that somebody can't take you from me. You got to be almost ignorant to think like, oh, she'll never do that to me. Why won't she? It's in her or right. it's in him. It's, it's in them. Like some people, it's just not in them to do it. Even if they like somebody else. You know how many times somebody's in something and they're like, damn. Like I've heard women say it a lot, actually, when they find out the man cheated. You know how many times I could have cheated on your ass? Mm-hmm. I liked homeboy. I like, you know what I mean? Opportunities are present. What? Let me tell you. I know. You know what I mean? And a woman got to turn that down because it's not in her. But if it was, it would have been a lot of TJs. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. So to me, I'm like, yo, you got to know your partner to know you. So when you come in home, you don't think she picking up on that? He picking up on that? Like something ain't right. Mm -hmm. You you not only flirting on Good Morning America, you going home thinking like it's sweet. Ain't shit sweet. None of it. Those were all my thoughts. And the last thought I had was I, I came on here and I said, I do think that the network is going to try to figure out what to do with them, but they're not going to do it immediately because they want the ratings. Mm-hmm. I was right. I'll be right always, sometime. I'll always be right sometime. Sometimes. Always and sometimes is not the same. No, nah, always be right sometime. What you mean? <laughs> What you you mean? I always be right sometimes. Nah, I'm saying that. I'm saying that sometimes I always be right. Okay. That don't make sense? (laughs) Make perfect sense to me. Sometimes I always be right. (laughs) But. All right. The network is just as foul. Why? Because they knew they was going to have to get a second. You knew you was going to need a second to figure it out. Of course, but they're doing what's best, what they think is best for business. What was best for business. Honestly, was not to take them off. Keep them on. Yeah. But now, until the advertisers go, yo, we don't know about them. And then, now they're going to put them on Good Night America 5. <laughs> nah, but you don't think that shit would be funny. Katie, come on. <laughs> yo, you don't think they should put them on at 11 and call that shit Good Night America? <laughs> <Don't you start. laughs> right after Cheaters episode, come on. You're right. <laughs> yo. Yeah, I watch it though. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> nah, you gonna watch nah, it. I got a whole morning show to get up for. I stay up. <laughs> hey. No, nah, I watch Good Night America. America? Okay. Yeah, you better believe. I want to see if them jokes still fly the same. Because <laughs> DJ think you funny. Are you funny, huh? Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right, we'll see. Yeah. Who's next? All right, Deion Sanders. I ain't gonna lie, Katie. I wasn't looking forward to talking about this. I support him. Oh, shit. I wasn't expecting that. I'm excited about you having a take on this. All right, so. Deion Sanders is one of the best NFL players ever. He is my personal favorite NFL player of all time. He played cornerback for a few different teams, Atlanta Mm -hmm. Falcons, Dallas Cowboys, 49ers, Ravens, what have you. I personally feel like his best years are with the Cowboys. That's not here nor there. Deion made a very, very, very good career for himself. Took it amongst himself to take his personality and charisma to Jackson State University. And I think it's important to note that he came into it with a lot of charisma because that's just who Dion is. He said and made it seem as if he was a savior mm-hmm. to come into a school that's obviously an HBCU and not only help the school, but help the culture. Mm-hmm. And he put a few years into trying to help the culture. He put one year with JSU and they had an amazing year. Um, the best football player in the state, arguably. No, the best football player in the country, arguably, cornerback, went to JSU when he probably typically would have went to Georgia, Alabama, whatever. 
they're undefeated. They've done great things. They paid Dion, I think, about a million dollars. They didn't necessarily have all of that money to pay him, but they found ways to come up with it. It's alleged that things were stolen from Dion while he was there. We don't know if these things are completely true, but that's what they're saying. All in all, Dion decided after a year of being there to go coach for Colorado. Some people feel like nothing wrong with that. Go get your money. You spent the year with an HBCU, and now you're moving on. Some people feel like this is what a lot of black people do. You say that you are for the culture, you are for the people, and then you spend time helping, and then the moment you get the bigger check and the bigger opportunity to go help elsewhere, you jump on it and you leave. So there's a lot of different opinions about what Deion Sanders has done and if it was the right thing to do. Katie, I'll let you take it from here, and then I'll give my take after. So, initially, I wanted to be on the bandwagon of, oh, my God, why would he do this and just leave this this team hanging? But after I looked up, like, when he came into coaching this team, he said, hey, I want to coach this team because I want to make them better, and that's what I'm going to do. That's my goal is to take them to the top, and we're going to do what we need to do to be a successful team. And what did he do? He came in took them to the top, and made them a successful team. And from what I read, I'm not sure, like, how true this is, but from what I read, he took half his salary and put it back into school programs. That's a fact. not only did he want to elevate the team that he was coaching for, but the school as a whole, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you do that. You come in basically at end of 2020 and do this for over a year, put back into the school, elevate the school, and take them to the top. I did my job. I did what I said I was going to do. I achieved my goal. Now it's time for me to go and move on to something forward. I don't think it's a, oh, I'm going to where the money is. How I saw it is that's not I'm going to the money is. It's like I achieved my goal. Once I achieve my goal, either I can stay here and see if we keep continuing to the top and keep riding with Mm y'all, or I can go on and elevate another school. And what I did is I gave back to my community. I made good on my promise. Like I said, Mm -hmm. now it's time to meet. For me to move on to something greater. And that's how I see it. It's not that I'm leaving you all behind or none of that. Because he didn't even have to do what he did. I gave you all the tools necessary. There's nothing else I can do for you. I gave you everything. Now, if you take everything that I taught you and apply it forward, you should continue being great even without me. Okay, I'm not mad at that, right? I'm not mad at that at all, actually. But I will poke holes in it to help you see the other side, right? Me personally... I'm never mad at anybody going to get their money. Do I think this is about money or not? I don't know. Like, how do we really know? Only Dion knows that. But if I know Dion, like I've always known Dion, that man literally has a whole rap song called Must Be the Money. This is who Dion has always been. And I love Dion, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Dion has always been about Dion. So I'm not shocked. And I'm not even going to sit here and tell him he was wrong for making the leap. What I will say is I do understand the other side of it, which is you have to look at a few factors. Number one, in my opinion, he came in a little too strong. He did to LeBron. Nobody was mad at LeBron for going to Miami, but when you made a whole thing of it and you got up there and said, we're going to win seven championships, eight, nine. Yo, bro, you're not going to win all them championships. But you told the city that. So now if you win four, they got a right to look at you and go, that's it? 
because you said that. You know what I'm saying? That's what Dion kind of did. You came in and said, I am about to single-handedly change the entire culture of not only this school, but every school within an HBCUs. All of them. Okay? So, like, you gave expectations to people that you really could not match. You told kids to come. A lot of those kids are going to come because you're Dion, Because he was really like that. And now they get there, they looking up to you. They honor you. They admire you. They got to be there for four years, three years, two years, whatever the case. You leaving? I just got here. Now you out? You was like, hype about this. Yo, come here with me. It's lit. Do they have to get over it? Of course. Are those lessons that they're going to learn in life anyway not to believe and trust in people? Of course. But that will change the course of a few of those athletes' lives, whether you want to accept it or not, right? Then you go to Colorado and you telling them, daddy's home. For these athletes that have already been there that feel like they blood, sweat, and tears to be there, and now you saying, I'm bringing my son, I'm bringing this athlete, I'm bringing these next 10, 11 athletes, and y'all got to work for y'all spot. The only reason that kind of triggers me a little bit is because that's why I stopped playing basketball. When I was in my senior year, which I regret to this day, my first three years, I was, I carried the school to be what we were. We didn't have no other talent. It was me and my man. We was, we was lit. This dude went and brought six people from a school way far away from where we were and then made us compete for our spots. We seniors. This school is only in the playoffs or where we were because of us, and you're going to tell us we got to compete for our spots because this new coach came with six different people? Now, looking back on it, I should have competed, and I should have bust their ass and kept my college and professional basketball hopes alive. 16, 17 years old at that time. I ain't had that in me. I looked at them like, you got to be kidding me. I'm, I'm done then. So I gave it up and went and played for a school that nobody ever heard of. And, and average 30 was the best player in the whole league, and it meant nothing because of where I went. And to this day, I don't know what would have happened of my life had I just stayed and competed. If you would have stayed, it would have pushed you to be a better person. Probably. So have you seen the show All-American? Of course. All right, so an All-American homeboy from Crenshaw, right? Spencer. Spencer. Yeah. He the best of the best, right? Mm -hmm. He took Spencer and put him in Beverly Hills, right? Yeah. And everybody in Beverly Hills is like, oh, I'm the best. I'm this and that third. No, you got to compete because the talent that I see as a better coach is that if you really want to fight for this spot, yeah, you may be the best here, but are you the best against everybody else? That's fair. And so he's pushing. What I see is that he's pushing them to be better. And if you want me to be your coach and you want if you hired me to be the coach, right? Mm -hmm. Then that I means you, you trust me. Uh, I'm saying like you see what I'm saying because that's how the kids the gonna look no, at it though. I but know. that's how they gonna look at it. Then that's that's on him to explain it to them. But if this school hired him, that means they trust him with players. And if he has a vision, that ain't what that means, Ken. Come on, that's not what that means. Then what does it mean? They hiring him because they believe he can do better for the program. They don't give a shit about what them kids think of him. They hiring Dion because they believe that he can bring money and uh, notice and all of that to the program and a championship like he did at JSU, possibly. But this a whole new level. But if he did that at JSU, there's a possibility Dion that he'll about, do it here. Dion ain't about to have CU competing with Georgia and Alabama next year or the year after. Maybe. Maybe. No one thought that JSU would be at the place they are now when they hired him. Yeah, but their competition is not the same. Okay. And maybe Dion could do it. I'm rooting for him. I'm just saying I understand 
Because what you're saying is not wrong. It's just that you got to understand that these are kids. Right? Like, they looking at it like, yo, bro, I'm a senior. What if I'm a senior quarterback? I done got busy the last three years. I'm the best player on the team. Now you coming in here my senior year telling me that I got to be on the bench? No. I'm leaving. Not even on the bench. That in practice, you got to fight for your spot. Though. No, no, Katie. The, the, you just don't, you just don't nah, get to cruise He bringing cruise his son. Through. He bringing his son. You don't get to cruise through. Again. Don't relax on it. I'm not saying you're I'm, wrong, but I'm, you're I'm looking saying. at it from our age and perspective right now. You have to look at it like a 20, 21-year-old. They not looking at it like that. Well, then they don't want it that bad. And them kids at JSU, they not looking at it like that. You told me to come here. You came in the crib and told my mom and dad that you got me. And if I come play with you, you're going to take care and of me. What and then after do? one year, you leave What it. did they do in the last season? They balled out. All right. So I gave you all the tools. I taught you what you need to know so that when I'm gone, as my mom says, right, this is how I'm going to apply it. So mm-hmm. that when I'm gone... When I'm out of your world, I gave you all the tools you need to succeed. And that's the same thing my mom told me. Like, it's not even, like, in a sports thing. My mom told me just in life, right? Yes. I'm here. I'm your parent. I've coached you through life. I told you everything you need to know to be successful in your life so that when I'm dead and gone, you can apply that. You don't need me. And just You needed me to be your coach. No, I still need you. And take that. I still need you. No, you don't. Don't be dependent. Don't be dependent on me. No, look. No. You, Learn your independence so that if any coach comes in here, you know how to use your talent properly to apply it to the future. You're not wrong. Again. And in sports. Uh, but at any age, I don't care what your mama told you. Yes, she tell you that, and she's right for telling you that. But when she gone, I don't care what the fuck she was talking about. I'm broken. No. I'm devastated. No. Somebody go find out why my mama not here. <laughs> All that shit go out the window. No. It does. You have to be stronger than that. You have to actually listen to that message and say, you know what? Right now and here, I may want to be sad about it for a day. But Ain't at the end of the day, day I'm going to take whatever they applied and I'm going to fucking grow the fuck up. You be mad at your apply moms. It. You be mad at your moms for leaving. And it, it don't even be her fault. In that case, in this instance, you watching the coach who promised you that he was going to turn you into something. He was going to take you somewhere, and now the season not even over yet. We haven't even played the final games, and you got on Colorado gear? You leaving the game early to go catch a fucking jet because you got to go do something with CU? Bro, it's not even over. You didn't even finish the one season that you had us for. Growing up, you're going to have to learn that life isn't fair. Not you're not going to get yeah. what that you want. I can't argue that and one. And what you need. You're not playing fair So you I can't take, argue that So you take the shit that I'm giving you, and either you grow the fuck up and man up and get over it, build a fucking bridge, get over it, and take what I applied and taught you You're not and wrong. use it against me because now you don't have to use it against me because now I'm your enemy. Yeah, no, you and right. And become a better person out of it? Yeah. Or you're going to cry and bitch about it in the locker room? And I've done that my whole life, right? So this is hard for me to play devil's advocate in this. It is because I'm that person. Like, if you do that to me, boy, I can't wait to play CU. I can't wait. Right? And if we don't play you, I'm going to play you at some point. Mm-hmm. Now, Spencer found a way to play them outside in, in the parking lot. Like, we're going to play flag. We're going to do something. Right? So, I, I, you're right. You're not wrong. And if I'm the CU players, I'm bust your son ass. He's going to feel it every day in practice. But that's a mentality that I developed later in life. I didn't have that at 20, 21, 22. you looking at the situation like, you promised me something. And, and don't get me wrong. A ton of athletes got to go through that. Broken promises from coaches, from the school, from whomever. And like you said, it's a part of life. You are absolutely right. That's why I'm not mad at him for leaving. I'm not mad at anything he did. The only thing that I personally feel like he could have done a little better was he didn't have to come in with all them damn promises. 
That's all I'm saying. You could have just came in and said, yo, I'm coming in here to do what I do as Dion. It's going to be up. It's going to be whatever it is, and we're about to get to it. Don't come in there and say you're going to change the culture. You're here for it all. God sent you to be the savior, and then you leave, and the year ain't even over, and you got another school's hat on your head. That's the only thing I think is a little crazy, and I understand both sides of it, but I'm not mad at him going to get his money. No, I get it, but the operative word here is could have, right? Mm-hmm. And as we know, promises are meant to be broken. Promises, promises. Tired of your broken promises. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's no reason to be mad at Dion, in your opinion, no. at all, for nothing. No, grow up. Okay, I'm not mad at that. <laughs> <laughs>